0: I know hope can last forever. All right. Welcome back to a Reason for Hope Candid, uh, Jimmy, Jack, and Alanis here. And we have with us today Keith Downey, aka Grassroot Catholic. Um, Keith is a geriatric millennial, <laughs> cradle Catholic, helping other millennials rediscover Catholic tradition by sharing teachings. Q and A's and relatable Catholic reels slash videos with humor, mostly on Instagram. What is going on, Keith? It's going on. It's, it's, good, uh, it's good to be with you all. Thanks for being with us. Uh, we've been stalking your Instagram all day uh, to, to <laughs> see, you know, what what we could talk about. Um, and my first question mm-hmm. is why grassroots Catholic? How did you come up with that name? Hmm, yeah, that's a good question. I, I really love to garden.
1: Like I, I love the garden, I love to grow fruit trees. Cool. And um, so that like, put that like up there and, and kind of the reason why I chose it. But then also like, I feel like a lot of people in my age group weren't really catechized that much and, or at least well enough. And yeah. so just trying to get back to the grassroots of our faith, like just the basics yeah. um, I felt was needed and done in a manner that's not talking down to people. Uh, but they're also not like super light uh, or super watered down, like something that's truth but palatable. Pal- Palatable—that's a word. Um, that's a pal- yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, that's a good word.
0: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. looking through your content today, I actually hopped on your live this morning too. Oh, mm-hmm. did um, Yeah, <laughs> I did. Which I'll—we'll get back to later. But um, have some notes. Um, but <laughs> I'm totally kidding.
2: Ave Maria Mutual Funds seeking the moral high ground. For 20 years, pro-life, pro-family, and Catholic values have guided us to the top.
0: But no, seriously, <laughs> your your content—it's—it's it's like a really good mixture of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, you learn something in every video. Um, and you do just have like a good way of relating to, I feel like the younger crowd, even though you say you're a geriatric millennial, but that millennial crowd, it's, it's you like know how to speak the language, which I feel like sometimes you can tell when you're on somebody's Instagram and you're like, oh man, you're not in touch with the people who yeah. actually use this platform, but you yeah. you seem to be. Um, and and so kudos to you on that.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's well, I mean, I, glory to Jesus
1: because it's, mm the talent that he gave me. And so I just mm. try to be a tool and try to be as humble as I can, which, yeah, it's tough. But So
0: do you, is this your full-time thing? Do you have a different job? Did you have a job before doing this?
1: No. So this is just like uh, kind of a passion project. Okay. Um, would love it to be my full-time job. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> yeah, today it's just kind of a, like a passion project. Yeah. It's awesome.
0: But yeah. were you like into acting or comedy or anything? Are you? Yes and yes.
1: Um, yeah. So, I mean, how far do you want to go back? High school. What all began when <laughs> I was auditioning for Bye Bye Birdie. I went for that <laughs> um, So, yeah, I, I graduated with a degree in theater. Oh, cool. Uh At wow. ASU. Awesome. Um, which… Come to find out, there's really not too uh, secure jobs in that field. Yeah. I had no idea. They don't tell um, you that when you give them all that money, no. right? <laughs> it's like, wait, I don't have to do as many prereqs, and also I don't have to do all these other difficult courses. I can do movements. I can move. I'm just, Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it was it was fine for what it was. But I then I moved to Chicago. I studied at second city. Oh, sweet! Uh, wow, that's awesome. And I'm. It was fun. It was great. I learned a lot about improv, yeah. and um, you know, I, I got into their conservatory program, which was which was fun auditioning into. And then, like the very first class, like up until that point, mind you, all the courses that I had taken was like, "Hey, break the rules! Improv is made to be, you know, broken." blah. Yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, this is cool. Learned the rules. And then the to very first class, like, like no, 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 that that's a rule. You can't break that rule. <laughs> <laughs> and then the pride got best got best of me, and uh, well, then I was homesick too. And then I just was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing this." And then I ended up moving back home. So mm. that's really cool Long story, right? short. But then I had uh, I was with a, a talent agency for up until like well, almost a year ago. Oh, okay, uh, where they'd send me to auditions for commercial or TV and and some very few film. But
3: wow, yeah. hey, want to help make this podcast better? Go to our survey URL in the show notes and leave your mark on a reason for hope. I feel like they, at least when I went to school for music production, they told me that the job market was not looking yeah. great. But I was just like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah. I'll figure yeah. it out. I'll figure exactly. it out. So right now… It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be <laughs> fine. Right now, it's fine. Praise God. <laughs> yes, Praise it God. Is. It is. It's yes. good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, how, long, how long have you been running the, um, the grassroots Catholic social…
1: I would… Probably May of 2021. Okay. So, yeah. so almost, almost two years.
3: It's fresh. Almost two years,
1: right?
0: Almost She's two a years. baby.
4: That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I'm wow. a
0: baby in the Instagram world. <laughs> so we actually have a, a content creator, Alanis, with us here. Yes. Um,
4: Love the social media world. Yeah. Also a big fan of yours. I've been following you for quite some time. I feel like the one comment that always pops into my brain whenever I'm watching your videos is… Dang it! Like, why didn't I think of this? Just because it's so unique and so creative. Meanwhile, everyone else is doing like TikTok trends, the like trending sounds and stuff. But your stuff sure. is very unique. I love. I was talking to Jack. I love the Reverend Mass. The
1: mm-hmm. oh, da 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 da. It's so good.
4: Oh, I, oh, <laughs> but I wanted to ask. I, I can't stand this song. You can't stand the song. <laughs> well, Not you I, can't I switch can't up on sta- us now. I cannot listen
1: to it anymore, and that's why I've kind of taken a break from doing those because, like. When you're editing them, you just hear that. Over and over. over and over again, yes. And And then you're
4: looking back at the comments and it's still playing in the background. That is so relatable.
1: I'm fairly certain, by the way, like, and I don't have like a huge overall presence in Instagram, but I'm I'm almost like 85% sure that I made that song trending because really? of how many I've had, had to do with that song.
4: I believe it. But we're we're patiently awaiting the New Jersey one. So you, you can't the New stop. Jersey one. You can't stop <sighs> on us. You have to I'm keep I'm in the New guy. York and
1: I'm like, I don't want to do this many. This is too many. You're New York. I'm
4: just so what is I'm your, your process? I want to know like your inspiration process for all of your videos, honestly. Like, does it come to you in prayer? Is it like a brainstorm session? But also with the reverent masses specifically, do you get input on that do you visit these churches like how do you figure out whether they're reverent or not
1: yeah so I I feel like and I could be wrong I feel like God speaks to me in humor uh mm. so yeah sometimes I'll, I'll reflect and do some meditation and, and whether or not well also too I, I have to sometimes say, like to my wife hey is this okay to is this is this kind of in line is this too snarky mm. um and she kind of grounds me um and so does prayer too but generally I just Oftentimes, I'll try to find something secular that I think is hilarious or I'll I'll see something and I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. What if I made this Catholic? Yeah. Or what if I just kind of tuned it to be more like faith-based? Otherwise, I just... I probably sit and think way more than I should and just like write down ideas. Mm. Um, But to, to to your other point like what do i what do i come to or as far as how do i come with the process with the Reverend masses what do i work with i don't work with anybody really um i don't even call these parishes so there's a website called reverent is a com? i think it is oh. i should know this by now cuz i always go to it but um how they they do it they basically i think they have some sort of like api or something to kind of figure out mm. to go through all of the websites to find different keywords that could potentially show that this parish is reverent, like a lot of um, using the word different, like words like the Eucharist, uh, mm-hmm. confession times. I think is another one. Mm. They, so yes. some of them are a little off, okay. Um, but then there's some that are like on 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 key there. So I just I go onto the website, I just kind of like do a copy paste, put it into like OneNote. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah.
4: Intru- so. I'm sure a lot of your followers, though, reach out and they're like, if you're doing New York next, these are some reverent masses. Is that something that happens at all or no?
1: So it's, it's a mix between that and then what is a reverent mass? Uh, um, probably the most. And what then… What is
3: a reverent mass? <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you a TLM guy? Are you a red trad? Um,
1: <laughs> I'm a glad trad. Oh, okay. I, will, I, 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 I don't well, mind going to uh, a Novus Ordo. I think they're valid. Mm-hmm. Preference-wise, I would rather go to a, a… Well, it's a kind of a tie between a Byzantine divine liturgy versus, uh, like, say, a traditional Latin Mass. Okay. But…
3: Glad yeah. Trad. I love that. Glad Trad. That's fun. I love that. I see… I still have not… We've been talking on the podcast a lot about the TLM. I still have not been to a Latin Mass, though.
0: Really? Um, I
3: I seriously… Well, sorry. i ve- and Well, you have to do and, a list in you know, New it is, Here it is. David Hajduk.
0: <laughs> oh he's mentioned every episode. How many minutes? We he's, just had a timer.
3: He's trying to get me and my wife to to go out and with with his family and go to the Latin mass. So we're we're gonna do that at some point on PA. But um, yeah, I still I still have yet to 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 be at a Latin to go to a Latin mass. But I I'm super blessed with my home parish mm. in Jersey in the Patterson Diocese. Um, mm. Which I'll I'll, I'll shoot you a message on Instagram. You got to check yeah. it out. We we have a great pastor. It's Novus Ordo. Um, but it's very, it's very reverent. And our pastor so reverent. He's a very prayerful priest. I mean, every morning he's, he does a holy hour. And, um, nice. and he, he, you know, he's, he's got his, um, so his thoughts and opinions about the whole, the whole Latin mass comeback. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like the vinyl record comeback, right? It's It's like, mm. you know, the, the vintage thing to do. That's, that's, that's a, the analogy never quite, Quite gets it, but yeah. You know that's that's sure. my analogy, but um, but anyway, but actually, I think Alanis, you you said that one of the videos you saw on on Keith's Instagram was something to do with uh, the way the way you hold your hands. Yes, oh yes, yes. So, yeah,
0: Jack, and you do that, Jack.
3: I I ha- I gotta do it because um, so I think on on your video, you were explaining that it it's really just it helps to to order our soul in that way because really. Mm-hmm. The, the physical is a shadow essentially of the of the spiritual realm, and so what we're doing mm-hmm. with our bodies reflects what we're doing with our souls in a very profound way and actually mm-hmm. um, I was told that and the reason I like to do it again because it it, it helps to center me helps me to keep focus um. And and it's and it's not it's not for show, you know. I'm sure these people no. are like, it's like, oh, like he's just, why is he being so reverent, or why no, is, yeah, she, that's why is she? That's what I
0: do. Yeah, I it's, do. of course. Oh, come on, Jackie. Of one up us all. <laughs> yeah, one yeah, one. yeah. <laughs>
3: just trying to wind up. Um, but uh, what I was told is that it's it's from medieval times or ancient times when you would when you would surrender in battle, you mm. would put your sword between your, your palms like that, with your, with your palms pointed up, just like in prayer hands. Mm. Wow. And that would be your way of surrendering your sword to the, to the person you were surrendering Whoa. to. And Whoa. so- I love that. And that's wow. apparently where it comes from. And so it's, it's, huh. it's reflective and, and signifies a surrender, surrendering our, our swords to the Lord.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah, that's wild.
1: I never knew that. That's really good. It makes sense. Because yeah. yeah, you are surrendering, like you're surrendering yourself during the mass- um mm-hmm. wow. That's really cool. I like that, Jack. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah.
0: It's pretty good, Jack.
1: Or may or may not make a reel about that now. So do it, man. Yeah. Do it. tag you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Do, I tag like, a ray of hope. Also, of hope. while we're talking about your posts, I really enjoy your fish sandwich review post. Yes. Um, mm. because well, at least someone does. <laughs> I don't. You don't? <gasps> Do you I, not, ke- I had to stop. I had to stop. Why? Because you're just my over body it? was rejecting you fried fish. You kept on burning really? your tongue,
4: and you couldn't take it anymore. No, that's apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, I saw that. I was hoping wow. that I didn't know that Popeyes had fish sandwiches. You wouldn't know. Yeah, so I, uh, because I passed them exact- on a Friday, and I was like, "Oh man, I wish that they had fish." Because, like, I love their seasoning, mm. but I didn't know. So now, now I might do that this Friday. Mm-hmm. You should try it. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, if you like the chicken
1: sandwich, yeah, ch- Right. literally the same thing except fish. Um, so if you like your
0: chicken sandwich, you'll like, you'll I like do. the fish. Yeah, the spicy one. The spicy one's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Hey everybody, we got some exciting news. We have a whole new Array of Hope app and channel, a video destination where everyone can find meaningful and inspiring videos and resources to help bring them closer to God. This is available on your desktop, Roku, Apple TV, iPhones and Android mobile phones and tablets. This channel has movies, short, faith-filled segments, live events, and programs. You've got to check it out. Sign up by going to watch.arrayofhope.net and then download the app at the App Store by just typing in Array of Hope. So,
3: so Keith, mm-hmm. we're, we're in the middle of a national Eucharistic revival right now. Um, right. Started by the USCCB, headed headed by Bishop Andrew Cousins. Um and who we were blessed to have on our podcast not too long ago, uh, that that our executive director Mario interviewed. So that was really cool getting some insight from him into the, to the inspiration behind the revival and the importance of it. Um, and so and I guess this also maybe speaks to the reverence we were talking about and and, and your work and pointing out the reverent churches in the area. I can see maybe that's part of your your uh, involvement in the Eucharistic revival can you can you maybe talk about the revival? Give us your comments, your reflections, why it's so important, um, why there's a need for it um, and and how you are how, how you're involved in it essentially, especially as a as a social media personality with with a lot of reach
1: Yeah, I mean, it's quite visible. Kind of wherever you go, that I mean, you've seen the, the the articles go around about how many people, how many Catholics truly believe in the real presence of yeah. the Eucharist, and it's mm-hmm. it's like I I believe it because we see so many Catholics that don't take Mass itself seriously enough, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that's I mean, if we truly believed in the actual presence of Him people would would be wanting to go to mass every single day. Mm. Um, and obviously, there's you know, scheduling conflicts for people that actually do believe in and can't go to daily mass every day. But mm-hmm. it's just uh, I, I don't know where the disconnect came from, and it's trying to get that connection back and try to get everybody like on board, like, hey, there is something to mass, like goading adoration as well. like mm. we want to be with them. There's so many people that are, you know, with the revival. Uh, you know mm. they're searching for Jesus. It's like we've had Jesus for thousands of years. Like, come on, let's let's get people back in in, 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 the, in the church here. Mm, yeah. So, as far as like what how I'm involved, it's just you know using my platform to 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 get people more aware. Like, and it could be literally it's just like, hey, go to adoration. Take a friend. Take mm-hmm. a friend who isn't Catholic, or take mm-hmm. a friend who is Catholic that's maybe lapsed. Taking that a reach, and you don't need to—you don't need to try, you know, try to convert them or persuade them into Catholicism. Jesus will take care of that. You just bring bring them to Him, and He'll take care of it. Um, yeah. So it's just a few few thoughts of that.
3: Yeah. yeah, I'm totally guilty of of like at least feeling that sometimes I get in the way of what the Lord is trying to do in someone's life. You know, especially when I, I had a reversion Same. like four or five years ago, and. Okay. Within the first two years, I was like, you know, on I I felt on fire and I felt on fire to really spread the faith to anybody, but sure. without discernment of like, this is the right time to talk about this issue or or that issue, sure. and yeah. you know, it's it's easy to to almost get in the Lord's way in a sense, mm. and so I guess uh, discerning discerning how best to bring people to Jesus, it, it's it's difficult, um,
1: yeah. And and that kind of goes back to like the whole thing of uh, reason of of my account is because I I had a slight reversion myself. Like I was I went to Sunday Mass every Sunday. Like that wasn't the issue. The issue was I didn't really understand what I was receiving mm-hmm. and also didn't go to confession as much as I should and was receiving holy communion and not in a state of grace. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Um and I didn't know I didn't really know any better, or maybe I just didn't really look into it too much. And mm-hmm. so knowing like I don't want any other Catholic to have to like have this cringe look back period of, oh, I did not know that was a mortal sin. And oh, great. Now I've been receiving Holy Communion while under mortal sin. So basically I was re-crucifying Jesus. Eh, great. Uh, that's not gonna look good
0: at the end of my life. Um, no. Obviously confession, but. I think how you said it, like bringing people, literally bringing people to Jesus through adoration and then yeah. letting Jesus do the rest is like I think um, we've had a, a handful of people who ran the one guy who ran Focus was on the podcast with Mario, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Doctor Andrew Swafford, who's a theologian, was also on, and it was the, the Curtis Martin. Curtis Focus. Martin, yeah. yeah, and he said we don't teach kids about chastity or anything. Like we just introduce them to God, and God's much better at like teaching people about that than we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Andrew Swafford said like, listen to people. Mm-hmm. You know, he said like, show people that you're different, prove them wrong, mm-hmm. listen, don't talk too much, listen. Yeah. And then he said, but the occasional bold word is needed. And he also said, which I think is my favorite quote, which I've used a few times, don't accept a label without a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So yeah, if you're powerful. agnostic mm. or, you know, if you're atheist, well, were you ever Catholic? Or why? Like mm. what made you be atheist? What made you not believe and that, even if, even, you know, you're not going to convert somebody in that moment, but then it makes them think like, huh, I don't know. I'm not actually sure. Yeah, and it and gets you,
3: them on the path to searching. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Wait, so are you saying that I can't convert someone in the comment section?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like, Hey, man, if small, you could, caps. C- kudos to you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think section. my very
1: aggr- aggressive tone has converted many hearts, okay? Definitely, <laughs> uh, I'm
3: sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Especially the trolls, <laughs> uh, we hope. It can get, get spicy in the comment section, right, Atlantis? Ugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you get them? Do you oh,
4: 1000%. Usually, whenever we yeah. post something about the saints
3: specifically and
4: they're like, idol, idol worship, it's usually not Catholic saying so, it,
2: but. So interesting. We are grateful for our sponsor today, which is Ave Maria Mutual Funds. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are seriously different. As a leader in morality, responsible investing, their mutual funds have four moral screens set by a dedicated Catholic advisory board. The funds also have experienced professional investment managers with contrarian thinking. This helps assure that the investments match your moral beliefs. Call Ave Maria Mutual Funds today. Call toll-free 866 Ave Maria, or visit ave maria mutual dot com. Again, call one eight six six Ave Maria. I uh,
3: we had a we had a conversation with uh, amongst ourselves about worship and and whatnot. <laughs> you remember this, Jimmy? I do remember this. Yeah, and uh, it, 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 I think it was humbling for all of us because there are different. I guess might be different forms of worship, but I think just as there's a hierarchy to love. There's a hierarchy to worship. Mm-hmm. I, abs- absolutely. At least that's what the, the Catholic tradition teaches. And so the perfect form of worship is the mass. And what is the mass? It's a sacrifice. And so if, if essentially authentic worship, worship takes a sacrifice to make it considered worship, how is it that venerating you know a statue of a saint a picture of a saint how is that considered worship
0: mm-hmm. you know
3: that that that's yeah. when we were talking about that 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 was my sort of uh yeah question that came up it would be right. a question to ask
0: another aside uh today we found out that um when the martyrs died they would not offer mass because that was seen as the sacrifice that day the martyr dying was mm. The sacrifice. Yeah. If they knew yeah. that a you know, martyr was going to, or a person was going to be martyred. Right. Yeah, it was very powerful. Wow, interesting. Yeah. and it's powerful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This a priest told us that today. I was like, wow, that's pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Not something you
1: see every day, obviously, because.
0: Unless you're
1: in other parts of the world, but even right. then like. Yeah, right. It's yeah.
3: powerful.
0: Yeah. Huh.
3: Yeah. Huh. Jimmy, did you want
0: to ask about. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. The live um, this morning? Yeah, so on your live. And so what are your notes? uh, (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, the lighting could have been... No, totally kidding. Uh, It was great. It was great. And you said something that I thought was um, really powerful. So you you said a lot. That was really good. But um, the one thing that stuck out to me was that you said that Satan can mimic every virtue but one, that virtue that he can't mimic being humility. And you... You defined humility really well. So I'm going to ask you how you defined it because I couldn't remember, couldn't write it write it down fast enough. And then also maybe give like an example or two of ways that, um, you know, the devil can trick us into thinking that we're doing something that's virtuous, but that's actually not virtuous and it's prideful or so on and so yeah. forth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so I, I, it's funny you mentioned that. Like, how did I define it? I don't even remember what I, <laughs> I, know, all all the stuff I said this morning.
0: It was um, like… It, you said something like humility is like giving all of your like successes to God.
1: Mm. Oh, something yeah, yeah. like that. It's like yeah. Giving all, it's, the credit, yeah. Humil- all the credit. Yeah. Humility is giving all credit to God. Right. Mm. And you can't… So that's why the devil can't mimic that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But like… Especially if you're able to get like past some of like the the mains like the the real bad sins like this the sin of lust, you'll try to like go to your intellectual uh or go intellectually with you so mm-hmm. for instance, an example, and it's something that I've had to work on for myself is like what I'm doing on Instagram is, is good work, but it also can be it can it can also fall into pride because all mm-hmm. these people are commenting, "Oh, I love this, you're so funny, blah blah mm-hmm. blah yeah." And that can attack me in that in that manner, and it has attacked me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, is this more important than my like if I spend all my time just doing all Instagram, which has given good fruits, mm-hmm. but if I'm not being a good husband or i'm I'm not being a good father because I'm focusing on this and not my actual vocation, mm-hmm. that's where I'm getting hit at. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's he's it's using that kind of like charity, like I'm being charitable to people. Um, Another example would be like uh, a mother of like five, whatever five. I'm just throwing that out there. Just an example. Sure. Is focusing so much on, you know, trying to pray for abortion clinics, setting up this organization that she's kind of putting her vocation as a mother off to the side Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to like being true to her vocation. And I'd say she couldn't do that, but just not like giving more focus on your actual vocation versus this, what I'm doing.
2: Yeah. You know? Hey, we love that you listen to our Reason for Hope, and we want to make it better for you. You can help us do that by filling out our survey. Just click on the URL in the show notes, so we can help you dive even deeper into your faith.
0: That was another question that I had as well. Of, you know, we're in Array of Hope has like a music division, social media division. There's lots of divisions mm, and branches, branches, branches to the tree. Um, and it is like, how do you I was gonna ask, you know mm. it's hard to draw that line of like what is prideful and for me and what is fruitful and for God, and how you kind mm. of address that, which I think is that was a really good answer,
3: yeah, and i I think it was St. Vincent to Paul that said that if you find yourself praying and someone comes and asks for your help, stop praying and go let helping them. Be your prayer, you know, and so that mm-hmm. that can totally be be applied, like you said, Keith, in yeah. marriage, you know, um, in, in religious vocation, in single life, you know, whatever that might be, mm-hmm. whatever that might look like, and humility mm-hmm. is just—it's real. I I think it was Father Walter Chizek's book that said it, or um, it might have also been Louis de Montfort. That said humility is just, it's simply just knowing your place before God. Mm. Like knowing who you are, what you are before, your, your rank essentially. your, your um, mm. Not only your, your worth in terms of that you are, you're, 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 you, you're worth so much to God because you're, you're worth everything to God. Um, but at the same mm. time, it's like he's so far, he's so far above each and every one of us and we're so far below him that to know that is to to enter into humility, I think. Hmm. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: really fresh on this because I yesterday I was in a uh, uh a silent retreat for twelve hours and really? like hot, like, like talks with uh seeing friends at the sales, going over what he you know, he did on his uh basically for, for Saint Joseph, uh with the solemnity there, yeah, the other day. Oh, but yeah. yeah. The perfect example, the perfect person to emulate for humility is Joseph, St. Joseph. Yes. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. But then you look at it, he doesn't say a single thing in the Bible. Right. He also, you know, as far as being told with, with Mary, like it was in a dream, an angel didn't even appear to him, it just appeared to him in a dream. So uh-huh. he had to go off of that. So just all these like little instances <laughs> of humility of over really? the course of time. Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah I never yeah, thought I of that.
3: Wild. Well, also, well, we so the retreat we had, today with Father Steve. Yesterday. Uh, oh, cool. Well, you, all right. Cut. <laughs> I thought you said it was today.
0: Oh, I messed <laughs> up and you were trying to save me. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to save thank you, Thank you, Jack.
3: Oh, man. Oh, uh, we're leaving that in. Put my, uh, yeah. put in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well uh, what Father Steve brought up was that um, a lot of people think that when Joseph was afraid to take Mary into his home, that, that, oh it's oh it's obviously because he thought that Mary committed adultery. absolutely mm-hmm. not. He knew full well that he knew full well Mary's purity and her holiness. she must have mm-hmm. radiated it because she was without original sin, as our tradition teaches it, i mean it's it's dogmatic, and she radiated holiness, purity, patience, obedience, everything and so Joseph upon entering into matrimony with her would have known that would have known her, her soul, her, 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 her grace and, and what she meant to God. And so when he found out that she was with child, the the church actually teaches that, no, he, he, he was so humble that he was like, this is, this situation is too big for me. I'm just going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to step back from this because What's at work here is obviously God's work and it's too big for me. I think, and of course the angel appears and says, don't be afraid to take Mary into your home. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to take Mary into your home. Right. Um, so I, that absolutely speaks to his humility as well. Mm. And I love that you bring up St. Joseph, especially as you said, Keith, his, his feast day was, was, um, was uh, not too long ago. And... Um, yeah, I, I almost missed the the year of St. Joseph that just passed, <laughs> you know? I was I was getting into Father Donald Calloway at that point. My wife yeah. bought me the, you know, the St. Yep. Joseph book. Mm. Oh, you have the book? I got the book. I did the consecration, yeah. Oh, I have to get that. Nice. It was good.
0: Yeah.
1: That went by really quick.
0: I feel like that whole year went by really fast. Yeah. I think yeah. it's powerful, though. I think… Um, yeah, I think what… Father Donald Calloway has to say about him is really cool that, you know, he did all the research. He said, he was like, we, I did the research this so that you didn't have to. But mm, um, from yeah. accounts from the saints and and from other, the magisterian that like, based off of what we know about Joseph, he was like, mm-hmm. he was probably ripped. Yeah. Because <laughs> carpenters back then weren't just like <laughs> hammers and nails. It was like masonry. Right. It was stones. <laughs> and he said, yeah. if you add up all the miles that he walked from like to, to and from yeah. Egypt, the Holy Land. yeah, Egypt. like Yeah, he would have walked around yeah. the world, like all of it together in his lifetime. He would have like mm-hmm. walked around half the world or wow. the entire world or something like that. He was like, this dude was probably like ripped <laughs> and like super humble, like super loving. He was like, why wouldn't we want to be like Joseph? Yeah, But it was just funny how he said yeah. it. I was like, man, he sounds like a superhero or something yeah. the way that you, you explain him. What is, is, is that?
4: Cool. Is it a I, book or a video?
0: A, we did Father a podcast Donald. with him, but oh. he wrote. He has a book as
4: well.
1: Yeah,
3: he talks about that. Yeah,
1: cool. yes. okay. Yeah, I also like the artwork he chose in that book. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, you have the ones where he's like super old. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, that doesn't really speak to me. But like the the younger ish and and like you said, strong strength. Right, right. Um, speaks to me uh, more than say like the older, you know, interpretation of of Joseph. Saint yeah, Joseph.
3: I think he had some of that artwork actually commissioned. So Keith, um, yeah. Uh, my last question is: Who are some of your favorite saints, other than Saint Joseph? Sounds like you like Saint Joseph. And, and and what does your prayer life look like? How how do you balance? Uh, how does prayer help balance? Help you balance? You know, being a father, being a social media personality, uh, and 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 whatever else you're involved in.
1: Yeah. So so great question. I'll start with the Saint one. Um. I mean, I've just re- like yeah, like I said yesterday, it really kind of bolstered my my enthusiasm of Saint Joseph. Yeah. Um, but um, I would say recently, I've been I've been really enjoying Saint Sebastian and reading mm-hmm. his story um, and just kind of seeing in today's lens because uh, you know just to give a a quick overview of Saint Sebastian, Please, yeah. he was obviously he was in, in Roman times and he was kind of a higher uh, soldier. Um, I don't know exact. I can't remember the exact. And you know, a job title he had, but it was a pretty high level uh, job. And and what he would do is that he would get these incoming Christians who were about to die. And he would be telling them like, because they'd be trying to get the families of these Christians to be like, hey, just just go ahead and offer incense to this God. You'll be fine. We'll let you go. And then he would tell them like, don't do it. Die for God. Do it. Mm-hmm. Like He would push them to the finish line. Um, until eventually he was caught, and then obviously he was shot with a bunch of arrows, and then he survived it, and then so and so forth. But just like, hmm. I don't know, this really spoke to me. Like he was helping push people to, to basically be martyred, yeah. and like how difficult that must have been. Hmm. But Dang. I don't know. There's there's a whole book on it. And it's
3: it's amazing. Um, but what's the book? That's kind of, do you, you remember what the book is? Uh,
1: do I have it by me here? It's by it's from Tan. His, oh okay uh, yeah yeah ten
3: yeah it's great ten's great I can't remember the exact name of it but yeah and all good pretty powerful we'll go on tan we'll, we'll find it out yeah and Man. then your and then your prayer life like what's what's your prayer life like
1: that's so funny cuz uh literally I had this same question from the priest asking me the other day during spiritual direction what is your prayer life and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> it could be better i know okay yeah. father <laughs> uh let me tell you now so uh, I try to to do like a morning offering during the morning. Uh, what I'm adding is uh obviously uh more and more meditation um so you know Lexio of Divina is something I need to get back into. I just I lost it once again. consistency is really difficult for me, mm-hmm. uh especially when it comes to prayer life um, and so I, I have to stick to that. but the Angelus is something that you know I've been implementing. And it's, it's great because it's just a, 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 like a, a pause of the day yeah, and, yeah. and focusing it towards, once again, Jesus. Examination of conscience in the evening and also act of contrition has really helped me. But mm-hmm. also like doing it in the daytime too, like in the middle of the day, especially during Lent. This is something that I was recommended doing anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, like, let's say, you know, I, I gave, well, let's see. I'm trying to give up an example. Um, maybe it's like, hey, I want to be more charitable during Lent. Like doing an examination of conscience in the middle of the day, like, hey, have I been charitable at all today yet? Mm. I have not. Okay, I've got some work to do. Yeah, yeah. So it gives you a little bit a f- of time. A yeah. few snippets of things that I do, and I try to get in a rosary uh, every day too. Nice. So. Mm.
3: Do you do the Angelus at at noon, and what's the other time? I think there's two times, right?
1: Uh, so 6 a.m., 12 p.m., 6 p.m.
3: Oh, there's three times. Oh, mm-hmm. you learn something new every day.
1: Yeah, I never really am able to make the 6 a.m. one, but (laughs) I do try to get the 12 and and also the 6 p.m.
4: one.
3: Wow. This whole thing's been going on with the Asbury revival. I'm sure Mm -hmm. you've heard about it at Asbury University in in Kentucky, right? Is it Kentucky? I think so. Um, so, I have it on the computer. here. It's uh, Wilmore, Kentucky. Kentucky? And I mean, it's pretty amazing. Like for
0: days, uh, days on end,
4: is it I mean, over
0: now? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. But I, I think people just stopped talking about it. Um, it was like news for 48 hours, and people are like, ah, right. "We'll go back over to the sad it. stuff." <laughs> um, but um, I think I saw. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Because I, I I heard some things that you said on your your Instagram, and I thought you might have some interesting thoughts on this.
1: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, yeah. And I think as Catholics, we're, we're more to like, what are they doing? Come on, don't they know? Like, Jesus is here. <laughs> I think it's easy to just to do that. Yeah. Whereas to see like, okay, these these are people that are super hungry for Jesus. Yeah. And that's amazing, especially in today. Mm. How can, like, what's, what's the bridge? How can we get them to continue doing that, mm-hmm. but actually be in, in the true presence of Jesus? Mm. It kind of goes back to what I said, like inviting at least one, and that's kind of a thing too. I, I was talking with Keith Nestor the other day and we made a pact to try to bring one person, just one person to adoration during Lent. That's cool. Mm. And yeah. and it doesn't have to be a Catholic. Like, it can be literally anybody. And just you know, just bring them to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing. Like with this revival, we have no idea if it's still continuing or not. Mm-hmm. We have no idea. But with adoration, that never ends. I mean, it could never end if it's perpetual adoration.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. Right. But there's always time to go back to Jesus. Um, Whereas you know this revival, it'll have to end one day. I'm sure it will all end. Mm. So
3: yeah, I, it's it's particularly powerful when when someone who's never been to adoration or hasn't been in a while or isn't yeah isn't Catholic they would never been and they actually go to one. You bring them or they just find themselves at a at an adoration. The effect it can have. I mean, we uh, part of our role as a ministry in this revival is bringing a three-night event to parishes. It's called Behold. And so we we have our music division there playing music um, Mm -hmm. during the event. And we have talks. We're partnering with the Franciscan Friars at the Renewal. And our director of theology talks as well. And then, of course, there's just adoration. And we conclude the third night. With with the holy sacrifice of the mass, but what I wanted to touch on was the power, uh, or th- it's just the the beauty that I witnessed in w- one of our musicians who is not Catholic, but he's a really <laughs> su- really really sweet guy, um, and just like an incredible incredible keyboard. Keyboardist. Uh, he grew up in the Pente- Pentecostal church, and those guys just rip, man. Yeah. They rip. Mm. <laughs> really good. <laughs> Nuts. Um, and he brought it to the next level musically. Absolutely. Um, mm. And what a sweet guy. And so, but it was so interesting because be- uh, before the event, we were talking to him. We were explaining, like, have you ever been to a Catholic adoration before? You remember this? Mm-hmm. He's like, no. Like, what's that? But th- then we started talking to him about what we b- believe in the real presence, and 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 the philosophical and theological implications and 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 reasoning behind that essentially, the accident and the substance, et cetera, et cetera. And he was like, "Oh wow!" And the, you know, John six, the the bread of life discourse, um, you know, quoting that because I mean, these the the, the Pentecostals, the the, the non-denominationals, Protestants, whatever, they're they're all so scripturally based. And he was like, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. Like all the philosophy and the scripture, like. Like I believe that. Like we, he was like we. We almost believe that. He's like my church is like the black sheep of of the Pentecostal.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he kind of mentioned like, you know, it got a little bit too much like of man made rules and not what was in the scripture. Yeah. So they are trying to bring it back to the scripture. And he was like, and it, it says in the scripture that it's his yeah his flesh and blood. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was really cool because then like the whole adoration, you're kind of just like. Yeah. What's
3: happening? What? Back? What's happening back there? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's going through his mind? And uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll hear this podcast and I'll and go. quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God forbid. Nah. I don't. Yeah. It, and so you know, some questions came up and discussions came up and actually some challenging questions too. Mm. Um, yeah. So much. So much so, like, uh, and I'll reveal it. It was like, can, can I receive? At mass, and so you know, um, because he hasn't been initiated into the Catholic Church, we had to say no. But he was—he was so his humility is is mm-hmm. is remarkable mm-hmm. because he still stayed for mass. He could have yeah. left. Yeah, wow. he could have left. He stayed for wow. mass, and yeah, and um, really profound. So I I I need to pray for him more. Um, and uh because you know, like Dave said, he's like, well, if he believes in the real presence. That he should just become Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. But but I, I really do yeah. believe that um and the reason I brought that up is because at that adoration, the two nights of adoration mm-hmm. and the third night of Mass, I'm sure the Holy Spirit was working in his heart, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh totally.
1: Like <laughs> I, anyone who goes to adoration, whether they're Catholic or not, like they're in the presence of Jesus, in the presence of God. Like, there's just no way that there isn't something happening in the scenes behind the scenes, right?
0: Yeah. And I think Mario has said it before, our our executive director, and he says, you know, if more people showed the reverence that the Eucharist deserves at Mass, more people would likely to be like, would be likely to say, what's going on here? Like, wow, that that must be something serious. As opposed to just like, Mm. you know, throwing the host into your mouth. Like, Which yeah, Yeah. which at a lot of churches that that happens. So I, but I think at at a an adoration event, especially the like the one that we did, it's hard to not see like wow, like they really take Mm -hmm. this seriously, and maybe I should think about Mm -hmm. this as opposed to just something that seems like oh, it's just another you know stand up, kneel down, sit, walk Mm -hmm. up, cross your hands, and then walk back. You know, right?
3: Yeah, man. Um, Is there anything that you want to share? Keith, that, that is upcoming for you or just anything that you want to promote uh, to our audience? Uh, I mean, if
1: anything, just check out the Eucharistic Revival, the Eucharistic yep. Congress, um, especially if you're in the United States, right? Because that's mm-hmm. big, big date next next year. Yeah. It's
0: in Indiana. Indiana. Internet, July
3: sorry, yeah. 17th to the 21st, 2024. Yep.
0: <laughs> aren't they actually taking… Aren't they yeah. processing from like four corners of the country to there? Yes, are you, all on foot. Are you joining the walk?
1: I, <laughs> I mean, that would be cool if I could join. I don't. I don't think I'd be able to to do all of it, but that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'd be down for that. That's crazy. I'd like bike it. Could, bikes <laughs> allowed?
3: Yeah, your e bike. Yeah, your e-bike.
1: yeah, e bike.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, that'd be sick. So you got from baby? That'd AB? be so epic. Yeah, that'd be really cool. <laughs> it's Out of juice. I'm gonna head back home now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I have to walk <laughs> back. <laughs> Um <laughs> <laughs> unless,
3: unless you got the brakes like on the Teslas, which which recharge the battery That'd from the smart, friction
0: as you brake. Oh. Yeah, you gotta upgrade, Jim. That would be smart. That's right. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe for this. It's July 17th through the 21st. Yeah. And what is this website? It's um EucharisticCongress.org. Oh, so we'll put that in the, the screen for everybody to check out.
3: Yeah, and definitely follow if you're if you're not already, which I'm sure you probably already are, follow Keith. On Instagram at Grassroot Catholic, and are you on TikTok? And uh, unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, this is such a cesspool. I don't, <laughs> so I like, I'll post, I'll like do repost, and I'll just post it on, and then I just leave immediately. Yeah, I was going to say, so you just kind of just like,
0: it's like you open the door and throw it in and close the door. It's like, okay, yeah. I-, I made the content. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens.
4: But I don't yeah. want to get sucked
0: into that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's not a healthy um,
4: environment, TikTok. Definitely not. Especially not. in the Catholic— I don't know if you— Really? Not to get too off topic No, no, yet, no, no. This is good. There was this whole controversy with the veil that happened. I what? call it veil Gate, And it was veil basically— <laughs> <laughs> It literally veil blew gate. up the Catholic TikTok world, which I, I feel like we're more on Christian TikTok, and then we try to infiltrate into that world right. with our theology. But uh, the Catholic TikTok world was just going crazy about— how mantillas, the, the lacy veils aren't considered veiling because it shows the hair. And it was just so nitpicky. And I just feel like a lot of Catholic TikTokers are losing the beauty of like converting souls and reaching hearts. And it's more about just things that don't really matter if yeah. you're veiling. It's about like the oh. reverence in your heart. And that outward yes. expression is beautiful. But if your hair's showing a little bit, that's fine. That's not what… Reverence is about. But anyway, I digress. TikTok is in oh, fact yeah. a bit toxic.
1: <laughs> a bit. Yeah.
4: Just a tad it's A bit.
1: A yeah. smidgen. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: So anyway, yes, a TikTok. Don't don't follow me on there. Just, just don't go on TikTok. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love you, it. YouTube. YouTube's another one. Oh. Um, and then yeah, just Instagram.
0: So cool. Sweet. Thanks for being with us, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. No nice. problem. God bless.
3: Hey, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of A Reason for Hope Candid. Next week's podcast episode features Mario Costabile's interview with singer-songwriter Dion DiMucci from Dion and the Belmonts. If you haven't already, be sure to follow our podcast so you're always in the loop for new releases. Also, make sure to follow Array of Hope on social media and check out AOH Music. You can find all this information in the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be with you next week for our interview with Dion DiMucci, titled The Wanderer, Healing from Addiction. Until next time, peace be with you.